What is shaking, everybody? Welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Sturlow, and it is so very fabulous to be back with you. Uh, my co-host, Jess Stemak, is in the house for this podcast. We're going to be talking uh, all about this weekend's Open Championship at Royal St. George's. Very excited about that. But this is also the first time that we've gotten together for a podcast in a few months as uh the last time we did this was the night before my son was born, and I've obviously been uh, on uh, on leave here of sorts uh, the last couple of months, so it was awesome to get back in the studio with Jess, talk a little about the major championships from this summer, kind of get caught up with one another uh, before we jump into the Open Championship. So that's what we got for you on today's podcast. I really think you're going to enjoy it. Today's podcast is proudly presented to you guys by Pacific Coast Golf Guide. Visit golfguide.net. Uh, there you can view the Pacific Coast Golf Guide's online magazine, uh, the number one, and when I say number one, I mean like far and away ahead of second place in terms of golf directories covering every golf course on the Pacific Coast. And we're also brought to you today by Suave Golf. That's right. SuaveGolf.com is a, f- it's the place to go if you're looking for kick-ass golf vacations to some of the best destinations in the world of golf. SuaveGolf.com. Find yourself a Suave Golf sabbatical to enjoy yourself at with your loved ones, your friends, whoever you like to swing, sip, and smoke with, suavegolf.com is going to have you covered. So check it out. Check out the golf trips. We are going to Bandon Dunes next March. We have the Bandon Dunes two-man championship. Find a teammate, come out, enjoy four days of incredible Lynx golf at Bandon Dunes with myself and the rest of the Suave Golf crew. So check that out at suavegolf.com. And without any further delay, bam, let's get to it, everybody. Welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast. Well, it feels awfully good to be back. I, we, we're just doing this, right? It hasn't been that long, has it? Well, maybe a week or two. <sighs> Man, so I know I, I was telling you this, uh, reminding you of this fact right as we were walking into the uh, the lab wow. to get today started. But uh, the last time you and I podcasted together in studio, we put a wrap on it about five hours before my wife went into labor, and I haven't been seen since until now. <laughs> we saw you for nine holes two days ago. Yeah, then nine holes two days ago, which is pretty. Good. I, I have to admit, your boss, uh, you, you know, Mr. Mr. Borowitz out of Benna Valley Golf Course, has been incredibly impressed by the frequency of which I've been uh, <laughs> uh, visiting the golf course because I think, you know, it's the only golf course I've really played since my little dude was born yep. because it's the one place where if shit goes down at the house, I'm only 10 minutes away and I can get right back. Still have not played Bodega since That's he was born. That's uh, marketing play. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, man, I say I, I've gotten out to play nine holes like a handful of times. Golf game is yeah. garbage. Um, otherwise, man, it feels good to be out there. And oh, by the way, everybody, welcome to the Golf Guide Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Serlo is here. I'm joined <laughs> partner in crime. Jess Steemack is here, and uh, it's good to be back with you, partner. This is Absolutely. great, man. Long overdue. Um, has anything happened in the world of golf since I've seen you last? Uh, the last, our last podcast, as I was mentioning, was our Masters recap pod, like a day and a half after Hideki won. Um, I don't know. It's been kind of a ho-hum, whatever type summer. I don't some know. Guy named, some guy named Phil won, won some tournament. I, again, I, 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 Somehow. <laughs> I, I know we have, an, like, one of the best, 
personally, it's my second favorite major championship of the year behind the Masters, the mm-hmm. Open Championship. But given how long it's been since we've gotten together, I, I, I do need just like, just a few thoughts from you on Phil Mickelson winning a major championship at age 50. Like It, it, j- it seems so, so out there. I mean, it like well said. <laughs> like it was, he, he's still leading. <laughs> like he's still hitting fairways. Like what the? F- Did you think that he was going to win before like the closing stretch on Sunday? Did you Did you have confidence that he was going to win at any point before that? Uh, any other player in you know of that caliber in that situation at that age? With that current resume, it's like no, but it's like Phil just just does weird shit. Like he he'll just you know like he won at AT and T a couple years ago. It's like the guy was playing like shit, and then he just absolutely torches the place. I mean, when you and hit- you're looking you're looking at that venue, it's like that doesn't set up well for Phil. What the fuck? <laughs> like that guy's not going to make the cut. Hellacious seeds change everything, dude. Wow. I mean, that was yeah. It's literally just okay. He he hasn't fucked up yet, and he didn't fuck up like that whole yeah. that whole weekend is like yeah. <laughs> where's the train wreck like i i hear the, where's the where's the meat wagon i was ready for i honestly after the scar tissue that i had built up from the tom watson stew sink yeah, open oh, yeah. championship i yeah. was just ready for the storyline that everybody wanted norman to yeah. just kind of collapse um and when it didn't it was almost like I was almost yeah, I, I felt like he was going to win the whole back nine, and yet it was still kind of shocking when it actually happened. It's like okay, yeah, you can see him doing that at the open or at Augusta because he knows it like the back of his hand, not in a PGA in a, or certainly a U.S. Open because that was that was like that was a basically a U.S. Open setup. Yeah, Kerry uh, Haig is really stepping up his uh, his golf course and the ways he's setting them up. Uh, Hell of a golf course. It's a delightful change, by the way. I loved, yeah. I loved seeing how hard the PGA it's Championship great, was man. playing this year. It was fabulous. What a venue! Holy cow! So, all right, this actually was something that was going on around my group of buddies because we were texting as we were watching the PGA Championship. Would you say Kiowa is like in like near the top of your bucket list as, as far as American yeah. golf courses go? The, the next time I go to next time I go back to Hilton Head uh, to play Berkeley Hall, we're making that two hour drive. Okay, one hundred percent. I don't care if it's in season pricing out-of-season pricing, you got to do it once. After seeing – I was not that impressed when McElroy picked it apart in 2000 – was that 2011 or 2012? Yeah, so. so. But now seeing it that in in those conditions and just knowing that I'm already a huge fan of the low country there, um, oh, yeah. The next time I'm back at Berkeley, we're making it – we're going to either – a day earlier, staying a day late to to do the Kiowa trip. Our boy uh, Connor Weeks got to play it. About three weeks before uh, the PGA, and wow. he was he was sending you know it was obviously already set up to just be, be nasty. And Connor, you know, awesome dude. Not not the stands gl- were up and everything. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. T I mean, blocks blocked off. He, he he is the definition of a weekend warrior, right? He's yeah. out there. He's a you know fourteen fifteen handicap. Yeah. You know when he's break when he breaks eighty, it's like hell yeah, I had a good day. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what he shot out there. But given how hard that golf course was and how he's not, you know, a single yeah. digit or a scratch golfer, he, he walked off that golf course after sending us, you know, pictures and updates LA being like, boys, that was fucking unreal. Yeah. Like, that was so special. Like, I can't yeah. I can't really describe to you guys how awesome that was. And admittedly, I, I absolutely want to play it before I die, 
But for whatever reason, I don't have the same, like, I just have to play that golf course before I die the same way I would, like, with a Pinehurst number two or something like that. But I wish they would play a tournament there every year. Like, that that made for such compelling, fantastic professional golf. Like, I love it as a venue. I, I, I'm glad that's in the PGA rotation. Yeah. And time. it needs to stay in because that yeah, that was a treat. Big time. Really was. That part of the country, that time of year, it, that's an absolute hit. And, you know, oddly enough, if, if we're transitioning into the, the next major of the year, which yeah. we, uh, you know, which we also haven't had a chance to to break down yet uh, you know it was just the start of this miraculous louis eustazen run that we're on right now dude he um that guy's, that guy's good dude full disclaimer i've always loved louis i wish that he had won like i feel like louis should have three majors at this point at i know least. he doesn't but like i would love to see him have three majors at this point because i'm just I'll, yeah I'm a, I'm a louis advocate i i like watching louis play golf a lot he makes the golf swing look so easy yeah it's just so easy and the personality the coming into the uh the u.s open wasn't playing a lot was doing a lot of work on his farm in florida like come on that's <laughs> come on that's great the uh, guy <laughs> the guy is just he's got tons of personality he gets it yeah he 100 percent gets it and he didn't i mean god he just tugged that ball a little bit on 17 still almost made par he played he played well dude he so played w- really well were you rooting for Louie down, oh, well, the, down the stretch of Torrey Pines. 100% rooting for Louie. But what Rom did, hooping those left to right foot putts, Dude. that's, I mean, that's like, that's how you steal golf tournaments. And <laughs> that was, it was, it was like, you know, him being such a fan of San Diego, you know, we heard all the backstories. It was his time to win a U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. I love Torrey is, Pines and Torrey Pines loves me. You yeah, know? Exactly, which is, it, uh, they don't need to go back to that course for a while. I just it's not no, no, the, the man made lake <laughs> in front of the green. It, it's, it, it looks like the last hole on Tin Cup. Like I, I just, I, I, are we sure it wasn't? Yeah, I mean, I just okay. I don't think Tory's getting another major anytime soon. I shouldn't be hating on recreate, uh, you know, public golf courses, but I, I just they did it. They, you know, it's okay. It's you know, getting the public courses into the major rotation. I get it, but I mean. It's there's a lot of other <laughs> there's a lot of other venues where I'd be like, okay, let's I mean tie some history into the place. Well, you know what I mean, I mean, okay, so granted, I agree. Granted, yeah. the tiger with the leg—that's a lot of history there, but I don't need to. It's see that it's not there. to me. It's not a major venue. Yeah, it's it's a it's a perfectly adequate PGA Tour venue for the California swing that happens early in the year. Yeah, right. Like it's 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 not the best. Yeah. Um. I, I'm like you. I was I was pulling for Louis, yeah. big time. Like I, I think Louis winning would have been fabulous. I think John Rahm, like you said, totally deserving winner. I think I've brought this up to you before, but I'll bring it up to you again. It was on a podcast. I don't remember exactly when. You know, we've been doing this for a while, yeah. but I remember when you were mentioning to me talking about you know your, your guys in like you know high school practice how right to left putts for a right-handed golfer are much easier yeah. and left to right are, are a little more challenging. I had never realized that in my entire life. They all just seem the same to me. And mm-hmm. ever since you've said that, anytime I have a right to left, I'm like, okay, this feels more natural. And this, <laughs> I don't know. You put it into my head, and I've never been able to get it out of it. Yeah. But now when I see guys making left to right putts, I have an even greater appreciation for them before. It, I, I, I just, still don't understand see, why that works, but it's it's just crazy. I just see a ton of guys who 
hit a lot of really good putts that are moving left to right, but somehow they they just they don't go in. But I see a lot of right to left putts where it's like, oh, he hammered it, but it caught the edge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it's just visually, visually, and, and I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there can't because everything's symmetrical, but it just seems like more right to left putts go in. I don't know why that it is. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I, it, yeah. I mean, I almost it's, it's know weird. you're right. It, it might be an anomaly, but just visually, and, you know, from my just all the putts I've seen go in, it's yeah, I make a lot more right to left. Than I well, yeah, and, right. and dude, those two putts that he made on 17, 18 at Torrey Pines, those are breaking sure. at least what a foot and a half each, oh, at no, least, I think if they, not I way think, more. I think they broke like close to three or four feet. Okay, so I mean, like, dude, that, that is that's a, I mean, that's a lot of break. I mean, stone. he was he was aiming left big time on both those. The sand shot he hit on 18. Yeah. To have the wherewithal to be able to basically lay up. And still can And it. give himself almost a longer putt than he was away from the hole. Like, that's... Pretty incredible. You and want to talk about stones? Yeah. Those are them. I mean, and, and the thing is, in a U.S. Open... He's got a pair. Even, even for all of Tory's faults, in a U.S. Open, the guy who can play smart and still execute the tough golf shots while playing smart golf. Yeah. That guy almost always wins and that did turn out to be the case down the stretch at uh, at Dory as well, which is pretty pretty impressive. And the guy clearly has a good feel on that last green. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Tory Pines, but Tory Pines loves me. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> good good for him that I'm I'm afraid that there's a lot more coming for that guy. Well, so I see it. So he's the reigning major champion. Yeah. Right? And we're recording this podcast. It is Tuesday of Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday of the uh, of, of Open Championship week. I, yeah. I, I, I got to ask you, where, where do you stand on this Open Championship versus British Open? You know, but uh, fiasco that the seems the internet seems to be making a big deal about. Do not care what anyone calls it. All <laughs> I know is uh, I'm pretty sure you can start streaming coverage on Peacock as early as 10:30 p.m. tomorrow night. Is that true? Um, it's either 10:30 so or eight midnight. Ou- eight hours ahead. So yeah, 10:30. That means the guys are That's playing. That's 6:30. Yeah, that makes sense. That's sick. Yeah, I saw that because I was doing it. I, you know, I was battling a, a wrist injury during the U.S. Open, and Peacock came on early. Mm. And I'm like, "What am I doing? Laying in bed in pain? <laughs> I can sit on the couch in pain and watch the U.S. fucking Open." Thanks, Peacock. Yeah. Let's get this. Uh, that yeah. was cool, though, dude. That's I mean, I forget. So I think I think maybe Shane Lowry was out early with Kisner, and it's like, dude. They're, those guys were playing so fucking quick, and there was, like, no small talk. They knew they were, like, one of the first three groups out, and they were like, all right, I'm here to fucking maybe catch a hot one and make 50 grand instead of 20 grand. But we're not going to fucking spend all day. We're not going to waste our Sunday. No, I, har- I, I hardly, like that. hardly anyone out there. Like, they played four holes in, like, 40 minutes. I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> – this is fuck. This is how golf should be watched. This is fucking awesome. God, that sounds so great. It's. I mean, I never thought I would like that part of it. You know what I mean? Like oh. the, the the peacock coverage and the the Masters live and, and all that stuff and the featured groups. That's I mean the, for the golf nuts, that's like cherry on top shit. In my older age, I've really started to really appreciate yeah. the featured groups coverage. Yeah, I, I, you know it's sometimes just a awesome. guy. It's like I just want to watch this guy play golf for a while. Laptop, fucking phone, TV. I mean, you're some of these man caves. You can just get absolutely dialed in on. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it actually does kind of mirror like how. You can basically choose to watch a golf tournament now in the same way you would choose to watch a golf tournament if you were there live. Yeah. Right. You have the option of like just kind of staying in a spot, watching groups come through. Yeah. You can watch like a follow a group for a while. The, the options that we have as a as a golf watcher, pretty good. Now, granted, 
I'm sure the guys, you know, at No Laying Up would hate to hear us, you know, complimenting on the streaming and, you know, broadcasting yeah. services like yeah. this. But it, it is pretty impressive, right? It, it's pretty... Yeah, it's it's cool, man. Yeah. It, it really is. It's just more options. Yeah, lots and lots of options. So More, more golf, not less golf, right? That's I agree. Been a, that's been a popular more, topic of our discussions lately. More more golf is, is good <laughs> for us. More, Absolutely. More golf is good for everybody, actually. Yeah, it is. So, um, well, okay, we, we were talking about John Romney real quick. So, guys, the ma- that. He's, he's the reigning major champion. Cheers, brother. Kush. Uh, he's coming into this tournament. It's pretty much the hottest golfer on the planet. The In guy, a really good spot off the course, too. Yeah. Right? You hear the guy talk about his family, and he's just like, you can't stop fucking smiling. What's his uh, What's his little boy's name? It's just, it's so good. Keppa or something Shrek like that? Shrek or Keppa? Or... <laughs> I think it's Keppa, it's yeah. fucking cute, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's fucking, the guy loves being a father. The scene with Phil bringing his wife out a chair on the driving range when he's warming up before Louie finished. Phil's all class. What a class act, dude. What an absolute class, class act. Yeah. Um, so cool. You know, we, we and obviously they're close because of the Phil Tim connection and Tim coaching him and right and, and managing him after after college at ASU. That's that's really cool. Hey, you know, Sun Devil Pride, man. You yeah, know, the guys are oh, feeling I, good. The, the, I mean, it's a it's a fraternity out there, and yeah. you got some serious fraternities that just keep pumping out fucking stars. What what fraternity do you think is is more special? And I'm I'm talking about intrinsically special. Yeah, the Arizona State Sun Devils program, or I mean, the, or the Chico State Wildcats golf program. <laughs> and again, I saw something on your uh, on your social media feed. Oh, I got I got, a little, I got a little screen, you know, a, l- a little. Uh, is that from the the, the that was, I mean, what, what is that from? I, that for, was from the, the barely the the new internet. Uh, for everybody listening, uh, Boat posted something on his Instagram feed on oh. handshakes and birdies of basically like you know some, you know headshots of like the whole golf team from two thousand two two thousand two uh, two thousand three team. Yeah, my teammate Ben Knight. Uh, fired up an old text thread that i can't remember which one of your teammates it was but that really uh, sick ass haircut of like the Andy bleach Bar- the, ble- the bleach <laughs> tips i had that in 2002 as well man Barney, that, uh, uh great look current chico high school golf coach andy, uh, andy barnum had this, uh, the sweet frosted tips going it was so good <laughs> and the puka shells <laughs> <laughs> oh he's like the idol for every eighth grader oh, in 2002 dude, it was he absolutely was... incredible uh, that was yeah, boy. We thought we were cool, um, bro. You guys were cool, all right. Yeah, no, yeah. You guys were crushing. I mean, but again, like you were saying, even a place like Chico State that's not like necessarily a Division One golf program. Yeah. You, you guys all. I mean, shit. We had JJ, Caddy yeah. for Colin Morikawa on this very JJ, podcast not long ago. You guys still talk. I mean, it's it's Harkins pretty is out there. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty um, awesome, man. But yeah, I would say uh, Georgia is up uh, is up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, um, the Southern boys stick together. Obviously, obviously Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's yeah, it's it's cool out there. Uh, it, it really is. You know, they got Casey too. So there's just a. Uh, I, I would imagine Cal has something sort oh, of like that with Homa again. A lot of the, like, a lot oh, of the, yeah. I mean, he, I kind of started off with Charlie Wee and then and then James Hahn. Mm, yeah. But now there's a lot of early twenty, late twenty, early thirties guys out there. Heggy Homa. Obviously, Morikawa, but yeah, Cal, I'm sure that fraternity is just like all the others. But it's pretty cool. And then all those guys do practice rounds together. Like I saw one pairing for the practice round was Chris Kirk, Brandon Todd, Kevin Kisner, Harris English. You know, I mean, get, get your paws like up, it. you know, just straight bulldog foursome. And it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, cool seeing that. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually just looking up uh, tea times here real quick just to make sure that we've got all the all the goodies here because I just realized that when we were opening this thing up, I didn't have the tea times pulled up in advance. So my, right. my bad. You know, always always makes for good podcasting when You're someone's bad, just looking up, looking up stuff on Google. Um, all right. We were talking about John Ron before. He's obviously playing 
the best golf I think he's played maybe in his professional career right now. He's finishing tournaments. He's finishing tournaments. Um, we were saying before we started hitting the record button tonight that at one point with one of the books, he was at plus 650 Crazy to win this deal. tournament, which as you correctly identified, those are like mid-2000s Tiger nuts. Tiger nu- yeah. that, that's a number that I have not seen since we started I, recording I this podcast in 2015. Point when Tiger was in the middle of it, he was like maybe plus 400 or plus 500. <laughs> Like five to one to win a fucking Four event with one. 150 fucking players and it. it's so it's just, it's crazy. Just so 650 crazy. the fact that he got that low is like yeah. people are like okay shit i'm still gonna hammer him at seven to one yeah that's like a the favorite in a horse race but you're getting you know seven times the odds is even the money so but i think that kind of bounced back and people were maybe short in that yeah yeah it's uh it's crazy man i <laughs> we gotta find out what the bet is for john rom not to win i uh, that that would be yeah, I mean, the odds are that he's not going to win, right? I mean, Correct. even though even though if you had to pick somebody to win, it is John Rahm. With that many people in the field, the odds are he is not going to win. Clear However, cut favorite by a lot, but do, do you think yeah. though that because he's played so much of his golf in his adult life in the United States, even though Spanish players historically do very well on Lynx golf courses, do you feel like John Rahm has that same kind of advantage that someone like a Seve? Or, you know, I, I, I don't know. The, the, his, the, the, his, as, as a European, does he have kind of that, you know, the little kind of intrinsic advantage that a lot of European yeah. players tend to get when they're playing golf that's mostly unfamiliar to American golfers? I think he has that factor where he, he doesn't need to see a place a lot before he gets there to okay. absolutely fucking dominate it. He does have that little, that little extra. And because we're not completely out of COVID, maybe the amount of media obligations – that being paired with him having a newborn, mm-hmm. haven't been as extreme on him as they have been on previous winners that were in the kind of a non-COVID era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure he's had to do a lot with the media, but maybe not quite as much as in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. I mean, I, I certainly, you know, without, you know, not trying to blow our load here prematurely for this yeah. uh, this preview, but I think if I was going to pick somebody to win this tournament, I mean, you'd be kind of. It just seems crazy not to be picking John Rahm if you had to pick one guy to win at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're picking three or four guys, he's definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, well, I, I guess that begs a question here. Among the other guys that are kind of at the top of the world golf, you know, rankings, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm looking, you know, obviously John Rahm's right there at the top of, you know, you have, they have Brooks, you got Rory, Xander, Spieth. Um, it, it, any of those other guys you feel like have a pretty good chance to win this weekend? The way Brooks played at the PGA and the way Brooks played at the U.S. Open. Yeah, he's come out. He's come out and said that he really doesn't care for the golf course that much, but <laughs> that hasn't stopped him in the past. A lot of people are probably maybe thinking that, but they don't have the no filter of Brooks Kepka and just don't say it. Yeah. So him saying that doesn't bug me at all. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. Now, without I, I haven't looked this up, and again, this is premium podcast preparation here yeah uh he historically hasn't played quite as well in the open championship as he has the other three stateside majors correct mm-hmm. uh th- does that does that bother you at all in terms of confidence of if you were to be betting on him or looking at him to win this tournament and he you know he played in he played remember he got his european tour card before he got his pga tour card mm-hmm. so no it doesn't okay fair yeah. enough um he, he's maturing it's probably, all, probably starting to hit correct shots where he was maybe a little stubborn in the beginning. Go, no, I'm still going high and strong. Okay. Yeah. So while he didn't win the Open Championship in 2011, the last time this tournament was hosted at Royal St. George's, mm-hmm. that, that honor goes to the great Darren Clark, by the yes, way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Should be a huge factor this yeah. week. 
2011 is kind of when Rory was starting to apex, right? Yeah. That, that that's when he started to go on his run where he, you know, won his first major in 2011, right? Um do we feel good about Rory at all in, in this tournament? I think the betters are making him the second favorite at 15 or 16 to 1 just because according to Bavada at this very moment, uh, they've got Rory McIlroy at plus twenty two hundred, the sixth best odds to win this Open Championship. So his odds have gotten worse, which is funny because do you find it a little odd that both in the the odds makers and then as well as all the pools that I'm in that Jordan Spieth is favored over Rory McIlroy? Does that no. see, does, does that seem correct to you? I think it does, just because okay. he's having a really good year. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, granted, I think he's like fifth in FedEx Cup or something. I, hey, kind what, of a sneaky, really good year. Hasn't won as much as he should have, but but unlike a lot of these guys, has won an Open Championship and won an Open Championship at a golf course not totally dissimilar from what we're going to see at Royal St. George's this weekend. Wasn't hitting it particularly great. I mean, I think he, I think he's really comfortable on the greens there. Yeah, like I, I think there's you know less going on typically, and he can putt more aggressively. Well, okay, that, that's exactly the, the question I was going to ask you right now. Because as somebody who's played zero competitive golf as an adult, yeah. for someone who's as good of a putter as Jordan Spieth, yeah. does he get even more confident and better when he gets onto greens that are rolling a little slower the way they do at the Open Championship? Because I think for, so. Yeah, for, for anybody listening out there, the greens you're going to see at, at this tournament this weekend are going to be way slower yeah. than what you see on any other PGA Tour venue or major championship venue. Two because to three feet, depending on the weather, if there's any. There, there's so much wild slope on these greens on these links courses in the open rota that if they were to dial these things up to you know 12 13 14 on the stint meter I, i'm not being i'm not exaggerating they would have like two pin positions say, i'm not exaggerating when i say this it would be impossible yeah. like if, for a lot of these pin positions that they put putting the flags together would actually be impossible yep. right so the only way to make it work is to slow the greens down mm-hmm. a little bit and for someone like jordan spieth who's so good on greens that are just lightning quick. If he all of a sudden has the ability to hit the ball a little harder, and he's that's only going to magnify that advantage know, he has on the, the putting sh- greens, right? On the short putts on fast greens, he's kind of a, a, a die putter, right? Mm-hmm. He's keeping the hole wide. He's not like Brooks or these guys that just see dead red and hammer it in the back. Mm-hmm. But with the greens being a little slower, he can be a little bit more aggressive from five feet in. Take a, and there's not going to be a lot of break unless it's on an absolute side slope. But I think as we've seen him, and he just he gets locked in. Yeah, on on a little bit slower greens where he can just really think line because he's not worried about the next putt and just really lock in. So for players like Brooks, for example, who even on the fast greens uh, on this side of the Atlantic are love just looking at the back of the hole and just slamming it in there, right? Is something like putting on slower greens on these links courses? Do you think going to be a natural fit for them? They just know they need to hit it a little bit harder, or do you think? That, I think. I think it's going to be a little more challenging for them as opposed to someone like the Spieth. way the way Brooks putts. He's gonna he's gonna have a great putting week. Okay, um, he's just super aggressive. Tiger was great over here. Obviously, took a break, uh, a lot of the breakout on the short ones. Um, Rory's putting stroke has varied. You know what I mean? It's it's been so different. <laughs> That's a really nice way to say that, by the way. Well yeah. done. So yeah, we, we we like Rory now. He's 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 not that guy anymore. Saying I didn't get into the in, into golf to grow the game. He's he's done a lot for the game now, and he's he kind of sees the light. He's going to be a good example for Poppy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah fatherhood changes people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think uh, there's definitely some guys that are going to lick their chops, and so there's going to be some guys that are going to complain about how slow the greens are. <laughs> if I had to pick somebody n- not named John Rom to win this golf tournament, am I just kind of tempting fate 
wanting to pick Louis to win this thing? Uh, no. I mean, he hits it so good, dude. Like, dude, he hits it so fucking good. I mean, the dude's and he's unflappable. Dude's won the Open Championship before. I mean, by, this, this by is the one major that he has won by five strokes. I think. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Louis Ustase right now at plus three thousand at thirty to one. That if that doesn't scream, throw twenty bucks on it. I, I don't know I what saw, does. I saw Morikawa earlier, and he was like. 35 to 1 or 41 they got like, they got him at plus 3300 right now it's like <laughs> uh, these, these these odds by the way everybody are from bovada as of you know tuesday evening seven o'clock pacific yeah. you know standard time if there's um, some ball strikers out there that if the weather gets away or it's going to be windy it's like you have to lean towards them the guys that can keep it in play are, are going to be there yeah i i do love i'm just looking at the odds right now just seeing some names popping out i do love but we never really exactly figured out how Ricky Fowler qualified for this tournament, right? Because he didn't qualify for the Masters of the we, U.S. Open. And he needed a, a, phones weren't working. I don't an know. exemption, a special invitation to the PGA Championship. We know that he has three top ten finishes in the Open Championship in the last decade. Yeah. We're just assuming that one of those top ten finishes somehow... Was maybe in 19 because there wasn't a tournament last year. Right. Um, I don't think his eighth-place finish at the PGA was enough to get him in. Who knows? Maybe when we post this on the social media outlets, someone could like leave a comment. That would be delightful. That be would like, be really delightful. I, hey, I, I would hey, appreciate that. Uh, golf guys, uh, here's the knowledge. Way to use that Google machine. Now here's 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 what's wild. He's qualified. Ricky Fowler is playing in this Open Championship. Ricky Fowler has better odds than Dan Berger, Mark Leishman, Sergio, Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Ian Poulter. Abe Answer, Adam Scott, and Jason Day. A lot of Rick confidence going on at the books right now. I, I don't know. Maybe they love the Corona commercials. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't, is Corona big in Europe? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Hey, I, I found that to be a little surprising to see that his odds were as good. I mean, uh, uh, Ricky is right now at plus six thousand, sixty to one. And what's Phil like eighty to one? Oh, Phil, uh, eighty to one. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, I don't know. Does that seem right to you? Ten bucks, ten bucks each on those guys, maybe. <laughs> yeah, why? I mean, why? I mean, you know, given what we've seen this year with like Phil Mickelson winning the Master, yeah, or winning the PGA Championship. Excuse me. There's like actually been way crazier things that have happened than Ricky Fowler yeah, so winning the Open Championship like the, right now. You know, you got the Rom breakthrough, you got that Hideki breakthrough. Both of those somewhat overdue, we think. Just because mm-hmm. they've been that good, yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe it's another, another old guy, uh, another guy we haven't heard of. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe it's a Ben Curtis type year where he was fairly, fairly unknown. Um, yeah. There's going to be some guys in this field that qu- either qualified at the local British Open qualifying in Europe, and we never heard of. Uh, maybe the Garrick Higo kid. Keeps playing really well. That one in South Carolina the, is uh, is Dick, South African. Is Dick Bland in the field this weekend? Richard Bland is in the field. Oh, sick. I heard there. Guys uh, on a heater right now. Oh, dude, the guy's just printing money. <laughs> so He's sick. printing money. <laughs> I, I, I think he backed up his win with like a third or fourth. Tight. It's like the guy's. I don't think he's ever kept his card for longer than like two years. That's so awesome. Anywhere. That's so so awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Tough yeah. not to root for that guy. Yeah, that's uh, no, that, that that that's fabulous. Um, what do you what what do you know about this golf course? Are are you, are do you have a lot of familiarity outside of watching the two Open Championships and our kind of the least amount of familiarity of any of the ten rotation courses? So I, I was trying to do like a little recon last night, just yeah. because you know I'm 
one, I'm just fascinated for this weekend's tournament. And two, I'm trying to actively start planning like a big, you know, UK yeah. golf trip for a couple of years from now. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't realize how south it was. This this place is literally like south of London, like in the south, south, southeast of like England. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, we're talking hundreds, if not a thousand plus miles south of where, you know, St. You know, Andrews and everything up in Scotland is. Mm-hmm. Right. So weather wise, I could only imagine it's maybe a, obviously a little warmer than it would typically be at somewhere up in Scotland. Um, this golf course upon, you know, further review from last night is fucking sick. Nice. This, this golf course is money. And you know, have you ever watched any of those flyover videos that golf digest sometimes does for like the world's best courses where all 18 holes at I, Augusta national or all 18, maybe. they've done it at Augusta, yeah. Cyprus, Pine Valley. They, they basically have these really nice drones that go through and do flyovers of all the holes and they find somebody to kind of narrate you know, all the different aspects of, you know, you know, adding little tidbits of, like, history about the golf course, how people are supposed to play these holes. It's something I would highly recommend anybody listening to this. Try to t- take the 10 minutes to watch that um, video on YouTube before the tournament starts. It does a great job of kind of giving you an idea of how really awesome this golf course is. Will do. Uh, it, it's fabulous. And, um, you know, the, the history of the golf course itself, pretty interesting. I think Harry Varden won here a couple of times. Walter Hagen, I believe, won the Open Championship here a couple of times. It's only been in the last few championships that, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, unexpected winners happened with Ben Curtis and Darren Clark. But yeah. before that, the the history of this championship of this golf course has been pretty pretty awesome. Like a lot of really good good winners. Um, and w- what, what I find interesting about this golf course compared to a lot of other courses that you've seen in the open road, especially – there's a Royal Clickports or Royal Click something is right next door that hosted an Open Championship way back when. Oh, there's okay. there's two exceptional like world renowned links right next door to Royal St George's um, that are fantastic in their own right. But when you look at it on the map, like a lot of other links courses, you know all the holes are very you know close, you know running parallel with one yeah. another. Kind of Royal St George's is spread out. Sprawls out a little bit. It's spread like it's on a big parcel of property compared to most links courses where they kind of had the luxury of going like you know what. We got a big piece of big piece of land here. Let's just find the eighteen sickest holes, and we're not we're not really restricted by land. Let's, let's just let's just send it. And so they did. This is uh, NBC. Am I right? Correct. Correct. Although, because it's an Olympic year, I believe we are going to get deprived of Mike Tirico yet again for the second oh. straight major. Which is, again, I understand the Olympics are a big deal. But I'm sorry, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Mike Tarico is the best in the business. Yeah. He's an NBC, you know, piece of property. Yeah. You know, you know, part, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry to be so direct. But the I guy mean, does everything. The guy does everything and does everything well. And he is by far my favorite, you know, host oh, in golf. Childhood memories of this tournament coming on at 5 a.m., turning it on ABC or ESPN based on what day it was. Tarico. It seems Van Pelt. crazy it's like, that we're not going to get Mike Tirico. kid, hearing those voices was just like so soothing. So soothing. It's like, okay, it's it's that week of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. And, and and so outside of not having Mike Tirico, I think NBC is going to do a great job. I did see, I was reading my boy Jeff Shackelford, who does a great oh. job of covering golf media oh. as well as golf as well. Your guy officially. Yeah. Apparently NBC is not sending over their camera crews to broadcast this open championship they're just using the sky sports feed and then they're going to have most of their you know their crew who's working and commentating on the golf tournament broadcasting from the golf channel studios in connecticut 
I'm interested to see Boy. if it actually ends up being a. I'm sure they'll do fine, and we're watching it. We'll still enjoy it because it's you know it's Lynx golf. It's an open yeah. championship, right? It's not like it's going to be terrible. Well, but I, I'm I, curious I, to see how the product turns hear out at on least TV. That Rich Lerner is going to be there. Okay, now, maybe there are there are plenty yeah. of people like uh, reporters and stuff like that are yeah. on site. But I think yeah. the majority of the production uh, team that would normally be on site for an open championship is not there this yeah. year. Let's see. Hey. We're there for the golf, anyways. We're, we're there for the golf. Um, Sky, Sky Sports does a fine job. It sounds to me like you are a a Peacock fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be tuning in. I I am as well. Uh, do you think it's gonna be challenging for me out there trying to switch back and forth between Peacock, the NBC Sports app, if you have cable? You know, watch obviously watching on NBC or. Uh, yeah, I I don't totally know what the schedule's looking like, but uh, if you got to get multiple devices going, you get multiple devices going, and you listen to the best announcer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, have you taken a look at any of these pairings yet? Just a couple. Let's run through them. All right. First couple day pairings, I'm going to throw a couple out there for you. Spieth, Bryson, Brandon Grace. Ooh. Well, Spieth can thank Brandon Grace for that tee shot on 17 <laughs> at Chambers Bay. <laughs> that was one of the worst three of us I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Rory, Pat Reed. Oh, and our buddy, Cam, Cam Smith. Smith. Let's see if Patrick Reed. Uh, who knows? I don't like Cam Smith. I you don't, don't don't like Cam Smith. No, I don't like that guy. You don't like the fact that Cam Smith is not a fan of Pat Reed. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> I only like we talk about. I like Patrick Reed at the Presidents Cup and the okay. Ryder Cup. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, DJ Zalatoris, Justin Rose. Justin Rose, Justin Rose. What is Justin Rose going to do? Is he going to wilt away, or is he going to rededicate himself? And because the the guy was so good, I mean, he was so good. Um, we'll see. We'll I, see. I don't know what he's going to do in the it's golf course. It's an Olympic course, year. We'll see. But I can't tell you that post round he's going to give a proper interview. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, Shane Lowry, Rom, Louie. That I, is I a like that powerful pairing. I like that a lot. You got some characters in that group. Yeah, that's I, fantastic. That that one is really I, that that <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Um, <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at your boy Danny Willett right now. I don't recognize either of the names of the guys that he's playing with. That, what what a fall from grace for the 2016 Masters champion. Hate to see it. Hate you. Hate to see it. <laughs> uh, Vic Hovland, Ryan Palmer, Thomas Dietrich. Ryan Never heard Palmer's, of Tom, Tom Dietrich? Yeah, he's big European. Uh, Ronald Palmer's been playing better. Uh, Dietrich's a good player. We'll see. Yeah. Paul Casey, Abe Answer, Ian Poulter. Uh, probably a really good pairing. Sneaky think, good. I think Casey and Poulter are going to play well. Uh, Dan Berger, Joaquin Neiman, Joel Damon. Dan Berger's been in terrible fame. <laughs> in, or, uh, in terrible form. Uh, Neiman's a stud. Yeah, we'll see. Ernie Els, Gary Woodland, Cole Hammer. Cool pairing. <laughs> Cole Hammer just turned <laughs> pro already, did. Like, I mean, he's got probably already two degrees at Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Stu Sink, Lee Westwood, Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer actually hasn't been playing terrible lately. But it's like he's almost due to win one of those majors when he hasn't done anything for five years. You know what I mean? It's kind of his M.O. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Looking and Stuart through. Sink has just been playing unbelievable the last few years. Colin Morikawa not getting a you know getting an interesting draw. In, uh, Morikawa, Corey Connor, Sebastian Munoz, three really good young players. 
Interesting. Frankie Molinari, Mark Leishman, Matt Wallace. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, there's not really. I mean, did I already say Xander, Robert McIntyre, Ricky Fowler? No, I like that a lot though. And you know, I like that McIntyre guy. He takes a lash at it. You know who's uh, teeing off the, the group directly behind them? So, so there's Xander, McIntyre, Ricky Fowler. The group directly behind them is JT. Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Scott. Nice. The group directly in front of them is Phil, Tyrrell Hatton, and Kiz. Perfect. <laughs> the Kiz, Tyrrell Hatton I hope, combo actually. I hope Phil and Kisner just needle Tyrrell Hatton. That, that's, all a, that's a lot of you fire. You going and ice to in throw one another club, <laughs> lad? A, that's a lot of fire and ice in one yeah. group. Um, your boy teeing off at ten fifty four local time. Uh, Kirk Kitayama teeing off yeah. at ten fifty four. We'd, lo- we'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. Playing with uh, his, his brothers on the bag. Immediately. I, I don't know either of the other guys in his group. Uh, Dan Lawson and Poom Sask. Sakant. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you are, working your whole life to get the Open Championship. Asian, I'm here butchering your names. I'm sorry. European tour and Asian tour top five guys. Um, so, yeah. Pretty. Sim- there's some really fun groups that are mixed in here these first couple sure. days. This is going to be really good. Um, what do you think your sleep schedule is going to be like? I mean, realistically. Not a lot. Well, I say realistically, how much of this do you think you'll actually be able to watch? If these guys, if the if the broadcast is going to start at ten thirty local time for the Pacific Coast, Thursday, I'm, Thursday, we're we're definitely going to stay up until probably four in the morning. <laughs> Sleep from like four to seven thirty. Sick. Go to work, <laughs> uh, and then obviously tape what I'm going to miss while at work because we've been busy as hell. Come home, watch that watch live from maybe take a nap start watching again and then watch until probably i'd say 6 a.m get a couple hours sleep and then go play fountain grove like that and then same thing just you know have the dvr ready while we're playing golf come home barbecue some chicken smoke some chicken and uh put you know put the recording on little live from and then you know coverage is going to start a little bit later on saturday and sunday so we'll have time to get a little sleep in we like and this. then uh, just a little bit of sleep and then yeah no, you, only, the, you only need just a little that's it's fine there's a, there's so much adrenaline you only need three or four hours uh, I'm to trying, function that day i'm trying to do the calculations in my head i i can't totally remember i'm assuming it's like an eight to nine hour time difference from the west coast to royal st george's so it should be eight what time Will the leaders be teeing off on Sunday? Our I, our time they should be teeing off around five, six, seven, five thirty or six. Okay, because I feel like coverage always ends around ten or eleven our time. Okay, does that seem right? I I just want to make sure that you know. Obviously, I think I'm, that that seems right. And then the the re air always comes on at like eleven or noon. Selfishly, I want to know for myself, but I also want all the listeners to know. Yeah, you know what what time do they have to be up if they want to watch? All of the goodies on Sunday. Uh, if you don't want to miss the shots that matter, you got to get your ass out of bed by six. Which actually is not not that hard. That's not asking that much. That's not asking that much. I mean, shit. We watched either get to bed an hour earlier or have an extra drink. We were all on the get couch. Get yourself some good sleep. We were on the couch watching the, f- the coverage from Augusta in 2019 for Tigers win because they had to move everything up for the storm yeah. at six a.m. sharp. Oh yeah, that's not that hard. No, Adren- right. adrenaline's a hell of a drug. It most certainly is. Yeah. Um, so we've gone through a lot of these cheat times. We've talked a lot about this Open Championship. 
the serious question I have for you. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've prepared this. I can only assume that you have because you're a professional and this is what you do. But Maybe three uh, minutes ago I did on the spot. I mean, what, which of these guys do you feel like have no fucking chance to win? I mean, of course I'm going to say Danny Willett. <laughs> <laughs> Danny oh, Willett? Can't stand that guy. He will not <laughs> win this championship. He's got no fucking chance. Um, let's see. Ernie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ernie. I'm sorry. For you to win a major, you need to start winning senior majors, and you're just not doing it. Uh, if Furyk was in the field, he would not be on my no chance list because that guy's so, doing great right now. Is there anybody kind of towards like that top twenty, twenty-five in the official world golf ranking? Again, that's anybody there can technically win, right? But if you're looking at guys maybe a little bit down, like your Pat Reed, your Bryson's, the Fleetwoods, Tyrrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, Morikawa, do, really and do, do any of those guys near the top? Matt Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, Scott Scheffler, Tony Finau, Rose, Sergio, Grace. Oh, Rose Lee. has no chance. You think so, huh? Rose has no chance. No fucking chance? Nothing he has shown me zero lately that he has a chance. I can't, I can't totally disagree with He's you. He's got no fucking chance. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy watching it's, Jason Day play golf. I, I feel like Jason Day has no fucking chance to yeah, win this tournament. Been playing terrible. S- strong, strong theme of uh, Englishmen having no fucking chance in their homeland. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, boy. But that's also the kind of the cool thing about the Open, though, is that yeah. just as much as any other golf tournament, this the Lynx golf aspect of it really does open it up and allows for a variety of different types of golfers to win this thing right because i mean if you put darren clark on a u.s open setup or anything like that we see in the states where guys have to hit the ball long yeah. and they have to hit it straight darren clark in 2011 has no fucking chance to win a major no Link- he has he has no chance this week right <laughs> but Lynx golf in a way is a great equalizer yeah right like it, the guys who have who are crafty if you're playing really well and you've got that little oh. kind of intangible kind of I just know how to get shit done and get it close to and in the hole, I feel like you got a chance to win this week. I've got one for you. Um, after watching that match on Tuesday, last Tuesday, uh, Bryson DeChambeau has absolutely no fucking chance to win this week. <laughs> By the way. I, I mean, that guy is absolutely fucking mapping it. I, I have to ask, and I, I hate to just, you know, talk I'm about Bryson so on every fucking podcast because oh, it just seems God. so, but there, there's been up. some, there's been some, you know, there's been some Bryson developments since we got a chance to talk last. Ugh. Obviously, this whole thing with Brooks, I think you and I are both insanely tired. Over of, it. Um, Stop it. What What do you, I don't know, you got any guesses to what the fuck happened with him and Tim Tucker? I mean, I, 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 I still haven't heard. Someone someone knows something. Someone knows something, right? Dude, the, ca- the guy who's carrying your bag for eight wins, including a major, Seemingly the only guy on earth that is perfectly fine with all of just the complete shenanigans that you pull on every, in every round you on know, tour. I honestly thought he was going to make it through like freaking uh, Bubba's caddy made it through. I'm not, I'm not familiar. Bubba was always a dick to his caddy. To his caddy? Okay. But it's like, okay, this guy makes a ton of money. He makes a tour championship every year. I'm going to bite my tongue. And he's matured, and now he's not as bad on the bag, mm-hmm. and... I was hoping that was going to happen for Tim Tucker, but it, either Bryson threw in the towel or Tucker threw in the towel. Something would either happen or was said because he's walking away from a fucking cash cow. Yeah, big time. And I don't know if we're walking away. I don't know if it was mutual. I'm per- I'm sure they probably said it was mutual, but they, s- like, they said it was mutual, but that just like, can't. It was like 
who's Tim Tucker? I mean, because he's a great caddy. Like, whose bag is he going to get on? Well, I was going to say, does he go back on somebody else's bag, or does he just head back to Bandon and, and, he's, and he's, just start sending it again? He's obviously patient, because if he just keep, keep having to listen say, to his fucking bullshit. You carry enough bags for 25 handicappers at Bandon Dunes for, like, you know, yeah, for I, a decade. Your, your patience is going to be outstanding. Yeah. Oh, dude, if he went back to Bandon, he'd make a ton of money. I'm Not as much Could, money as he's making me now. But. Obviously, but, like, if he goes back to Bandon and oh, starts yeah. caddying out there again, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I take requests, I just, you know. I, I I kindly ask for it's a thousand know, dollar retainer. I, I, I say it's it's three hundred a bag, plus yeah. tip. Yeah. If you're up for it, then absolutely, I'd love to come caddy for you. Yeah, and for in which sure. case, if he was willing to do that, you can bet your fucking ass I would oh, get yeah. Tim Tucker on a bag and for just sure. hound him with questions. Stories. I would just I would feed that guy oh, so I'm much booze. I'm, I'm wearing a wire by the way. <laughs> so. I'd feed him so much booze over eighteen dollars. Like, yeah. just give me every story you've got. Another shot in a Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be fabulous. Um, I don't know, man. You, you got any other thoughts with this uh, for this Open Championship that we got coming up here, brother? Excited to learn more about the course, pay more attention to it. Okay, because I it, I was not paying attention in 2011. It, it was I, like I, Darren it, Clark, it was like, oh, it's a little shocking how little I know. I mean, I guess I know more now than I did 24 hours ago, but yeah. I'm, I'm still only scratching the surface. This golf course looks amazing. Oh, the one thing I will say is, I'm gonna do that flyover when I get home. I I, I was learning about this. I believe again. You know, shout out to my boy Jeff Shackelford. That's your guy. Big, yeah. you know, my, yeah. my my architecture, uh, you know, no, go to architecture mm-hmm. guy. He was saying a lot of these old links courses that when they were first laying them out, whether it's old Tom Morse or someone else, the one thing they'd always try to do with every course, they'd try to find the biggest hill on property, just the grant, and they'd be like, "All right, this right here, we're gonna hit a par three from one side of this hill, and you gotta hit it directly over it to a green." Yeah, this is like it's just the shot we just want to hit. It's like. Can you hit it over the biggest fucking hill out here yeah. and stick it to a green? It's just like, put your dick on the table. That reminds and, me of Cruden Bay. Right? Yeah. And so, and that was, and that you would see that par three in a lot of places. And Royal St. George's had that hole completely blind, biggest hill on the property, par three. And since then, they have moved the tees to be basically perpendicular to what they were. So now you can see half the green, the, okay. the hill that used to hit directly over. Is still kind of up against the green. You can oh, see it, like your second shot on sixteen at uh, at uh, Old Mac. At Old Mac on the Alps or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's so th- th- there have been a couple things that have changed since it was originally built, and I do wish that it was kind. Of, it's that little bit of quirkiness that you get at somewhere like a Cruden Bay. Yeah, that very, isn't necessarily hoping open, open championships, but like there's just nothing else like it. Yeah. Um, I guess it would be kind of cool to see something like that, but. There's, especially on the front nine, um, that's one thing I picked up from that video, that Golf Digest flyer video that I, I think you'll be watching tonight, yeah. is that the front nine is very quirky and has lots of cool blind shots, and then the back nine is just a test. Come get it. Yeah. Like, nice. All right. Now, now, now like, you, you got the front nine. tail of two nines. I'm fascinated, man. Like, uh-huh. If anything, it's only upping my motivation to make sure I'm up in the middle of the night to watch everybody play the front nine, because yeah. I think those are going to be the more fun golf holes to watch. While a lot of the drama is going to be taking place in the back now, could be some meltdowns early. I is it bad that I hope so? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, I it's mean, that um, shoot, man, this is great. We don't even know about the weather. Don't even know about the weather. Yeah. That, that, I'm not sure it even matters, dude. No, I'm not no. sure it even matters. Um, before we put a wrap on this thing, yeah. you, it's been so many, so long since I've seen you last. I, yeah. I feel like if I asked you for tales from the golf shop, you'd have 500 different things to tell me. But I, I, oh, I don't boy. even know where you would start. I, I feel like I feel bad. I feel like I'm almost putting you on the spot right now. Uh yeah, there's been a lot. It's been a busy summer out of the links of Ben Valley. Then I've I've hashtagged on social media. Um, maybe I'll have to go do some review on the Instagram account. And maybe we'll revisit when we come back next yeah, week. And there's we'll... yeah, there's been a lot. Um, just a lot of. Uh, I think uh, on Sunday I quoted 
Sundays as anyone turning a wallet day. <laughs> and then it was like three phones, <laughs> two keys. <laughs> and it's like, I, it's, I always like it when it's like, can I leave my number? It's like, it's your shit. <laughs> like I almost feel like you'd be checking in like way quicker than I would let you know if we actually did found it because we're busy as shit. Yeah. And sometimes the cards don't. By the way, I only have 300 golfers today, yeah. so don't worry. I got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah you're fine. Yeah, no, that's. But <laughs> I, I made a public service announcement on my private or public Facebook page. People, if you're listening, there is no food and beverage available at Legends. I know, like I was. It is permanently closed, and it's not my fault. What? When I saw you two days ago, I got paired up with some guy who was just in town working from Montana. He's like, yeah, I wish golf course would have told me there were not going to be any fucking food and beverage. Like, do golf courses normally tell you, call you in advance to tell you what the food and beverage situation is? Especially, I granted, I know that a lot of them yeah. have it, but. If you pay attention at your online check-in, it says no food and beverage service available. Like, it's, so when are they going to open? They're not. They're gone. It's, sh- see ya. She gone. They go. <laughs> she gone. Uh, it's just please, and, and and the city's not helping by not coming out and saying any of this. Yeah, it's well, the city isn't helping. Par for par for the way. course. City well, being especially unhelpful. Look as, the other as way. Look the other way. <laughs> so, uh, but I will say this: you look exceptional. You look you look you look like you're thriving right now. Thank you, partner. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good summer, which is great, man. Um, I'll say. You as well, Padre. You thanks, as well. Th- th- thanks, Father man. Father looks good I, f- on you. I feel like I got about 10% more uh, gray on, on the top of my head than I did just about three right. months ago. But, hey, you know. The dad look is in. The, I would say the handicap, trending upwards. You're welcome. <laughs> trending upwards. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for uh, I'm ready. <laughs> getting ready for Bannon, dude. I'm trying oh, to yeah. get that thing. I need to get thing at least another <laughs> stroke higher and then. <laughs> handicap maintenance. <laughs> We're going to feel awfully good. Which, by the way. The honey hole. You and your boys are are pretty much are, are locked in. Everybody, like, pretty much everybody's paid. It, it, what's funny? The only three guys at this point. Who do we got? My, my former players? No, no. Did Fitzy pay? Fitzy paid. Nice. Fitzy paid. Kiki paid. Paid. Nice. So here's the thing. The only guys that are basically unpaid at this point are the two guys that have are the longest are the longest tenured guys your lifers are sweating my my lifers are the ones and i'm like don't make me make an example of you all right (laughs) i will call your wife well it's it's a tough sitch because like i have guys on the wait list yeah that have literally already paid in case somebody doesn't pay by the deadline and is there any chance bandon hooks up another foursome i'm hoping so typically the way the banadunes works is you kind of any cancellations you need to make to your reservation need to be done at least sixty days in advance. Okay, and so there's any, a chance anything after that is completely locked in. You're pay you're paying whether people show up or not. Gotcha. So I'm hoping that in that like sixty to ninety day, you know, range before a reservation that something will open up. I have an additional tea time booked for every day to get to that forty number. I just, just the uh, logic. It, it's the logic. So if two rooms open up, we're locked in, and then. Trust me, I got twenty guys on the wait list that are ready ready Perfect. to jump in. So, but uh, your boys are all locked in. Nice. I will say this: Uncle Jay has not uh, filled out his uh, his survey yet. So I'm after after the podcast, I have got, to get some some information from I you for size and tax, things like that. Tax deadline on the fifteenth. Okay, that makes sense. He, he will. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I'm stoked, man. I, I can't wait to play with all. Just, oh, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be great, man. All right. Otherwise, any uh, parting thoughts for the Open Championship before we uh, bid these bid these folks goodbye? Get your ass out of bed. Set an alarm. Get out of bed. Get out of bed. Get out. Yeah. All right. On that note, everybody, enjoy the hell 
out of the 149th Open Championship at Royal St. George's. We are certainly going to be doing that, and we'll be back with you next week for uh, for a little recap pod. Absolutely. Not going anywhere. We're getting back at it. The dad is back back in business. We're back in business. Don't call it a comeback. Cheers, brother. Let's go. Cheers. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week, all right? Adios.